Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily. And my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you some dog stories and a few tips along the way to help you and your best friend communicate. Hi, everyone, and happy August 3rd, 2020. My birthday happens to be tomorrow, and I have to tell you a quick story. Last year, about four days before my birthday, I got to meet some very special people, and it has to be the best birthday gift I've ever gotten. I'm adopted, and my whole life had dreamt of meeting my biological family. Last year, on July 30th, I was hiking in the Ithaca Gorge with my very good friend, Julie. We came out, and I got all these text messages coming through. And the most important one that day was my birth dad texting me my birth information, and I started to cry. I couldn't even finish the text message. My friend Julie, she took the phone, and she read it until she cried. I ended up meeting him not too many hours after that. And I got to meet my birth dad, Bobby, and my siblings. Well, most of them. And, of course, I also got to learn my birth mother's name. And it was with her maiden name. Then about 10 days later, I finally figured out who she was and sent her a message. And got to talk to her shortly after that. I guess what I'm doing, and the reason I'm sharing this, is just... You know, we just need to value our family, our loved ones. The best birthday present this year would be if I could hug my adoptive family, my birth family, my good friends, but I haven't been able to do that this year. And I just want you to know that we are in this together and just hang in there. Have hope. Enjoy these dog stories. Today, I've done something kind of different. First up is the story of Randy Jones. He is the owner of Incredible Tiny Homes up in Tennessee. And at first you'll hear the first few minutes he talks about that. And he's got a really good story because talk about holding on to hope. He was homeless and he'll tell you about that and about his wonderful dog Ace. Then after that, I have a little clip from Billy Bishop who was on episode seven And he talks about how we need boundaries with our dogs. And he also talks about how to teach a really good recall, which means getting your dog to come back to you. So enjoy. Randy, please share with us a little bit about you. Like you have a very interesting story Mm -hmm. about tiny homes and how you got into this whole world. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, I own a a company called Incredible Tiny Homes in Newport, Tennessee. And... uh, you know, I was a builder. I was a school teacher. Lord, we've lived three lifetimes, you know, getting yes. to this point. And, um, but, uh, in 08, I had, a, uh, built myself up to a, a resort that I owned before 08 outside of Gatlinburg and the big crash hit, hit me, lost everything. Wow. Went from $12 million resort that I built from scrap to losing it all and went to a camper. Wow. A buddy's camper on a buddy's piece of property. I had nothing left. Like I, I didn't own nothing. So, then I've just drifted and wandered four or five years. I mean, it had a place where I thought I was going to be retired and that was it. And then wow. feet knocked under, out from underneath you and you had to start over. You lost everything. Everything. Yeah. There was no money. There was no large equipment, homes, savings, nothing hidden, zero. It was 
gone, stripped down. So we started, started all, didn't really even start over because I was never really money oriented. Just, mm -hmm. I just like had doing, having something to do and having right. a dream, you know? Right. So, uh, but then I, uh, stumbled across, you know, tiny homes, you know, and, um, <clears throat> I was building sheds, just something. I was a drifting carpenter, superintendent on some jobs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I wanted something to give me a passion again. Yeah. And so, uh, I found the tiny home industry and I seen where all the homes are super expensive. And I said, wow, I got to be able to build these homes that people can afford. And so we've built and built our, my first home was built out of all used lumber and scrap, sold it for 20,000. Nice. And I'd like to, we're proud of the fact that five years later that we're building brand new homes for the same price, $20,000 out of the chute. So you try to keep it, cap it at that price, yes. the base. Oh, wow. I always want to keep my, my base home that if somebody needs a home to live in, it has a bathroom, a kitchen, a bedroom. It has, you can actually live in it for the rest of your life for 20 grand. Yeah. And that's all you need. Just like wow. the one we're sitting in right here. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so I'm, well, I, I love that whole, pr it gives us, we don't make a lot of money off them, of course, but it's just a sense of pride that we can actually give people home forever. I mean, it's just, and that will always do that. Right. And we got homes that will go up to a hundred grand too. You know, if you want to spend it, we'll spend it for you, you know, but, <laughs> sure. uh, but we start at 20 and most of our homes are arranged about 35, 40 is what we sell our homes at, you know, yeah. but, um, Wonderful. but I always had, you know, I had a couple boys and we always had pups and dogs and stuff were always a part of my life, you know, especially yeah. when I got married and had kids and all that. Um, Labrador retrievers because they were so friendly and lovable yes. and all that. And I, Great we had family. one dog named Hank and it was my first dog I ever, I ever had as a kid was named Hank. And so okay. when my boys got, of course, you know, the old cliche Christmas morning puppy. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. I had Santa Claus feet all over the carpet and there's a puppy and oh, it my came gosh. Oh. and I got, I got Hank for them at an age where I knew that it would get them through high school. Right before right. he passed yeah and it was exactly the last the second boy graduated and, and then hank passed away oh, okay. and um and it was all he was just such a member of the family you yes, know they are so then he was part of our resort so he uh -huh. would wander the, all the 70 homes we had in there for people to stay and everybody loved him and yeah. he would stand at the door and look in and everybody'd feed him it's you like know, the mascot stuff. really oh he was yeah. a mascot yeah so now i've got my tiny home company here right. and i've been living you know pretty much homeless in a way. I've really had a home. I've been, I've, I'll build these tiny homes for folks and they don't need them for a couple months. So I'll just move in their tiny home. Right. There you go. So I've lived in probably a dozen tiny homes. And, uh, so I finally got to where we own some land here. We're settled down where the business is somewhat getting solidified. Right. I said, it's time for me to get me a dog again. You know? uh, okay. So I thought, you know, uh, I, you know, we, I'd gotten a Labradoodle um, Amanda and I had gotten a Labradoodle and I, it was cool. It was fine. She loves her, her Labradoodle. And I thought, I want oh. something a little bit different okay. and, um, a little more athletic and a little more energy and all that. So I started looking into the wired haired Griffon. Yeah. It's a unique looking dog. I never known of that breed, okay. you know, and I know people want you to get a rescue dog and never get a thoroughbred dog. And, um, in the business that I have here, I wanted them to be, like I said, kind of a mascot. But there was a certain personality and trait that I wanted in a dog. So I got the wired hair Griffon. And um, it was funny, the people that sent me pictures and videos before I got them, yeah. um, I got them at six, eight weeks. Okay. They right. sent me videos. Well, this one was the runt, right? <laughs> it only had one spot. All of them were real pretty and all this stuff. And then he was the one dominating the whole litter. And wow. he was little and he was dominating everybody. Ooh. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to want him. 
and then I was the last one to be, you know, customer. Sure enough, I got that guy. Yeah. Got him. And everybody thought he was going to be a terror. Yeah. He's going to be just rawr. And he, as you've seen, laid back. Yes. Listens to everything I do. He's the most lovable thing. Yeah. And I was at the point where, you know, I work all the time and I come home in the evenings and up in the morning and I'm always alone. And I was like, God, I would like, I need, I want, I want a pup again. You know, I want, I need, I really needed a companion, Yeah, you know, and they are And um, his eyes look at me like her human eyes and he (laughs) just looks at me and I, I really, cause this is a really high stress, you know, business that I'm in. It's massive. I never thought it would be this massive, but then we got 50 employees. We're building 150, 200 homes a year. It's just everywhere. Yeah. And now Ace is his name, Ace. Yeah. And why, why that name? I have to ask you. You know what? I was thinking, what am I going to call him? What are we going to call him? And I swear, and this is how I usually always do it. It just, it just came in my mind. Okay. I have no idea. That name just popped up. And I said, Ace, it is. I don't it's, I would, I was like, what am I going to call him? And it just, it appeared to me. Well, come to find out the company name of the land that we're sitting on, it was Ace Products. No way. I Whoa. Thought, I didn't you even, didn't know? No, not until about a couple weeks later. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. That's you know, cool. this used to be old Ace Products. And I was like, oh my God. So it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, his name's Ace. I thought it was real quick and easy and yeah. simple. And, yeah, um, true to call But he has it. just yeah. been a joy to have because he does, he sleeps, you know, next to me on, he'll be on the floor next to my bed. Yeah. Um, he follows me around. I go to the bathroom. He follows me to the bathroom. He follows me to the kitchen, follows me out in the shop. Yeah. Now we got, you know, all these employees, everybody loves on them. Everybody uh, helps them, you know, and it's yeah. just been a, he's part of the family, the crew now, That's you it. know, they so, are. Yeah. yeah. Can't imagine life without them once you have them again in your life. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I'm, I'm like at the age, I'm thinking, okay, so the lifespan of these dogs, I only get a couple more dogs, you know, right. for I may be checking out of it's here. True. So, you know, <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I thought about that with him. Yeah. I get that. It's like, how many do I get, you know? So, yeah, you don't but know. they're just, uh, and I thought, I thought, you know, will a dog be able to live in my environment? Right. You know, and he unique, adapted so well uh, with my, you know, my routines. I'm in and out of the office, in and out of the warehouse, the shop. I'm a carpenter, I'm a builder. I talk to clients and all that stuff. And he, just is so reverent to oh. everywhere I go. Wow. You know, that's great. So, um, yeah, it was, it's odd. Cause people say, you know what? He acts like you, he has your <laughs> temperament. He has your, all that stuff. Really? You know? Yeah. It's weird. You it. picked up. Yeah. Picked it up from you. Do you have any silly stories of things he's done or has he done anything crazy? In well, the he's shop on or... YouTube all the time. Right. So yes. we're that's on. That's how I knew you had him. Yeah. Yep. So he's on YouTube and he'll do the antics, you know, he'll grab all this debris that we got laying around plastic and he'll run around after it. He'll trip over it and roll over it on it and trip. <laughs> his... Yeah. He's always. And then we got, first right. of all, he was scared of water. Like he wouldn't walk wow. on puddles, right? Like what? when it rained. He would go around the puddles or just stop and not want to go across them. Oh, my gosh. So now he's fixated on water. He loves it. And he'll stare at a puddle looking for bugs in it or something, you know. And you can't get him away from it. Ace, come on, buddy. And he's, he'll look up at me and then look back down at the water, you know. Really? But he loves water. And this we got a pond. right now? Like oh, he's yeah. still doing this? Okay. Oh, he'll get out in the pond and just stare at it. <laughs> and he'll like to walk through the pond. For hours, he'll just walk in the water. Love it. Yeah. Dogs are so funny. And he'll walk through. We go, we got the woods out back. 
and I've never had to teach him anything. He'll do a little bit and come back to you know space between us, wow. and always come back all the time. Recall's good. Had nice. him in the kayak. He's kayaked with me. Uh, yeah, he's been on uh, road trips with me. Yeah, sleeps, does good. I've never had to just really. He just has just worked right out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so bonded with you. I'm sure that's why he listens to you so well, right? He's just yeah. so. He's your dog. Well, There's we were no on doubt. YouTube the other day. And I was—I uh, had some treats in my pocket because I wanted to keep them with me while we're talking. And I said, I'm going to try something. And we were live. You may have seen it. And I said, speak, you know. And he looked up at me. And I said, speak. And I went, row, row. And I was barking for him. And he barked. Did I he gave him, really? Wow. He did it four or five times in a row. Oh, I didn't even hear it. It's like he I didn't see that picked one. it up that quick. I got to watch it. Nice. Like, wow. So now he speaks on command. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. He's amazing. But yes. I just wanted... A dog to not run off. Right. So, like, there's a cat running on. Oh. I'll tell him, stay. He doesn't go. And, like, when you walk in with your dog, yeah. I tell him, go to the bed and lay down. Right. He didn't bother me. Right. He, I didn't have to push him down. I didn't have to chain him. Nothing. He was yeah. just, like, there in the bed. He stayed. Smart. He's only seven months. Yeah. So, a wired hair griffon, yeah. I totally recommend. The reason I liked him is because a labs will shed. Mm. He won't shed yeah. Yeah. at all. I mean, I guess he does, but I don't see it. I don't, you can grab a handful of, there's no hair come out of him. Wow. And you don't have to have him shaved or anything though. Like cut, you know, cut the hair. Okay. I haven't done anything for him seven months. Yeah. Nothing. Hmm. He doesn't shed. Um, they're wiry haired, of course, mm-hmm. kind of, and they're, so they're good out in the woods. Uh, super personable. Right. Um, he's got the really distinct brown head with mm-hmm. the gray body, yeah. which is cool yeah. for the wired haired. And, yeah. um, and he's our mascot. So right. we've got a logo and he's in our logo. Love it. So I got a 52 pickup truck. He's in the back of it pulling a tiny house. So that's our logo. So he's he's a marketing tool plus a, a companion yeah. too. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing today. Really yeah. appreciate it. You're welcome. Another good. dog lover is a good thing. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> come see Ace if you want to check him out. There you go. Right. I hope you enjoyed Randy's story. And now here is Billy's advice. You know, if you want to share a training tip that you feel that people could use in their daily life with their dogs. That would be awesome. I think one problem that I see with a lot of people with dogs is they don't set boundaries for their dogs. And when you think Mm -hmm. about dogs, you know, wild dogs have boundaries, you know, they have alpha dogs and they have subservient dogs. And so they're used to that boundaries and structure. And, and I think that you have to set those for dogs. Um, and they become more happy in that, you know, where like, right. no, no, when I ask you to come, you have to come. You cannot go the right. opposite direction. Like, like these are, these are rules or, or responsibilities that, that you have to have. And so I would pick those things out that are very important to you. Like me, uh, a cardinal sin is not coming when you're called because right. I travel a lot with my dogs. So if, if we're in a parking lot, if we're in a dog park, if we're in a field, there there may be a, a mama sheep with her lambs chasing my dog and it's not paying any attention. So when I ask it to come, it's <laughs> got to come or it could get injured or it could right. be in the road, you know, and you've got to come when you're called. And so like pick those things and and those are important and you've got to convey those importance to your dog. Um and yeah, so I, I think that that's, that's a real important thing. So, so I've got, you know, a, a few of those things that are important to me and, and I pass it on to my dogs and, and it makes, makes the dogs good dogs because, uh, yeah. I, 
I'm around uh, a few dogs that people have or, or bring to the house that, you know, they're just they're not pleasant to be around sometimes because maybe they're jumping on you too much or or they're chasing cats or they're dragging people on the leash. And that doesn't always right. look like fun pet ownership to me. So, you know, pick right. those things and, and set standards for your dogs and you will be surprised how dogs actually rise to that occasion. You know, um, my dog, my dogs love to please. And so when you give them opportunities to please, they're just so happy. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And you're right about like having them come back to you. That is literally a life-saving thing, whether it's a, a sheep worrying about sheep, you know, like you were just talking about or cars, you know, mm-hmm. or just even, and then lie down, of course, is good if they're on the wrong side of the road for the cars, you can tell them to lie down and stay put, but yeah, excellent advice there for sure. And, and yeah, I remember uh, one time where I, I realized the importance of this is I, I was in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky with a, a young puppy and uh, it was a border collie puppy named Tex. And I just walked him on the polo fields there at the horse park. And Tex had showed no interest in working sheep because he was just a younger pup. And there was a lot of purple martins on the polo field eating the grasshoppers and they're flying in and out. And those purple martins caught Tex's eye and he chased those purple martins. And he just got so enthralled in chasing those birds that, well, when he started chasing them, they kind of flew away. Well, he followed them, you know. And, uh, wow. and had I not had a recall on him, uh, we would probably be almost to Virginia by now, <laughs> but, oh, no. but it was just right. so important because he was a young pup and he was working, you know? And so you can't get mm-hmm. mad at, at a young guy going to work, but, uh, but if, if he didn't right. have that, <laughs> we would have been in a lot of trouble. Yes. Oh my goodness. A lot of trouble. And Billy, how do you start? Like I start with like a a 50 foot lead and I have the dog come back to me. Like what, what's your technique? Are you like within a fenced area or or like any recommendations on how to start teaching your dog the recall or to come back to them? You know, I try to set them up for success. And, and so I try to get them in a place where there's not a lot of distractions. And I, I do, I do put a cord on them and, um, what I'll do is, as I like to do my pups in a just a four by six kennel, and I'll let them yeah. drag the leash around in there, and I'll step on it and ask them to come. And sometimes they don't want to come, and I'll just coax them with the lead back to me and give them lots of praise, and then do it again. And I only work, I only mess with the puppies for about three minutes, and sure, and true. about three minutes you're starting to get at the edge of their focus and then yeah. they really don't want to participate anymore. And so right. you're better, right. you're better to do it like three minutes, five times a day than 15 minutes in one session with a young dog. So, so I'll do that. Right. And plus with, uh, with having so many dogs that are well-trained when the puppies are running around with the older dogs and I blow a recall whistle or call them to come, all my older dogs come. And so the right. puppy just gets used to coming whenever I blow the whistle or I call. So, so that True. helps as well. So, but the, but the cord and then adding 
a little bit of length and maybe a little bit of distraction and then lots of, of praise and reward when they're done. I have to say that the awesome gift of this year is actually having people that love dog stories as much as I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I wish you blessings and peace and hug that beautiful dog of yours. Please be sure to go to dogsarethebestfriends.com and give me your feedback. Did you like this type of episode? Do you have some dog stories to share or do you know somebody that has some to share? I have a ton of great interviews already ready to bring out to you, but I'm always happy to look for more because I can't get enough about talking about dogs. I will see you next week.